Welcome to Wine, Food and Travel with me, Mark Millen, on Italian Wine Podcast. Listen in as we journey to some of Italy's most beautiful places in the company of those who know them best, the families who grow grapes and make fabulous wines. Through their stories, we will learn not just about their wines, but also about their ways of life, the local and regional foods and specialities that pair naturally with their wines, and the most beautiful places to visit. We have a wonderful journey of discovery ahead of us, and I hope you will join me. Welcome to Wine, Food and Travel with me, Mark Millen, on Italian Wine Podcast. Today we travel to the beautiful wine hills of Bardolino, above Lake Garda, to meet my guest, Erika Marchesini, from her family Marchesini Wine Estate. Thank you very much for being my guest today, Erika. How are you today? I hear it's incredibly hot in the Veneto over these days. Ciao, Mark. Buongiorno. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you so much for this opportunity. Uh, yeah, I'm fine. And here, the summer, it's, uh, it's incredibly hot. Uh, we are having uh, such a, a unique, I hope, uh, um, season. The weather is particularly warm particularly hot, of course, uh, and dry. So we are, of course, a bit scared about this. Uh, uh, you know, the vines are plants, they don't need a lot of water, but what scares us uh, is the general situation of the world, the global warming, of course. And, uh, you know, we had three winters with much less water, with much less snow on the mountains. And so it means uh, now we can uh, we can see the problems. And so we, honestly, we we have some, uh, we are scared. Yeah, I can understand that. It's a story I've heard, you know, from many many other producers, the climate change, the effects are happening so quickly. The temperatures are very elevated. I guess perhaps the Pergola Veronese is a system of training that that helps. Tell us a little bit about, firstly, about where you are, about uh, the Bardolino area. Describe it, because our listeners would like to have a picture of this beautiful landscape with the, uh, you know, the beautiful lake garden on, on your doorstep. I love to, I hope to be able to take you here on this hills. We are on the hills of the lake garden. Here the climate, it's, uh, it's particular, it, it's uh, unique. We, we, we have a, a particular climate, uh, uh, a Mediterranean climate, exactly. Uh, so yeah, it's uh, a perfect place for to, to grow up uh, vines and of course olives. You, you say you, you told uh, some just a little bit about the Pergola Veronese that is uh, our main training system. We love the Pergola, of course, because uh, the Pergola has us special um, climate. The pergola, uh, the bunches on uh, the pergola veronese are hanged on the plant. So they they are protected by the leaves and uh, of course the, the breeze uh, the, of the lake uh, can keep, uh, help us to keep the uh, vineyard uh, like uh, air conditioned because <laughs> um, of course uh, uh, it keeps the bunches uh, fresh and dry so this is the most important thing uh, uh, especially during the summertime uh, because we perfectly know that uh, drier and fresher the bunches are healthier they are that's, that's very interesting because i think uh, 
in the past decade, some producers were deciding to not use the pergola veronese because it's very labor intensive, isn't it? It's hard work reaching up to harvest those bunches and to. Of course, of course. The, the problem, if uh, it, it's not a problem exactly for us, but the pergola veronese, it's uh, honestly expensive. It takes a lot of uh, investments in terms of efforts, uh, uh, time, of course. Uh, you know, anytime you uh, you work, you go in the vineyard, any job you make, it's uh, it's time and, of course, money. But at the same time, if we keep the pergola, if we grow the grapes in the right way, if we make the, the selection of the grapes, if we keep the vineyard in a, in a good condition, we from the Pergola Veronese, we can obtain very high quality grapes. Of course, in this moment, we have to, uh, the, 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 the bunches are protected by the leaves, but uh, when uh, later uh, in August, normally in mid August, uh, at the end of August, when uh, the days start to become a little bit uh, not so hot like now, exactly, but um, and the, the nights start to become a little bit fresher, we can start leafing. And so the bunches will receive a little bit more sun. Okay, so the leaves are protecting during this hot, really blazing sunshine. Just so our listeners understand, I just want them to know that this is also one of the most beautiful and attractive systems of training. It looks wonderful when you visit um, the Bardolino um, wine hills to see these beautiful pergolas and the bunches of grapes hanging down. So it's very different from from Spaliera or the Gheel or different systems on wires. But it's it's really one of the most beautiful as well as effective for your area forms of training. So it's great that this tradition is carried on. Now, Erica, tell us a little bit about tradition and your family, about the history of the Marchesini winery and how long your family have been involved in winemaking? Okay, so my the business has started with my grandfather Plinio in 1970. Um, my grandfather was a, a poor uh, farmer. He was a sharecropper for the count of Lazzise from the, for the count of Azzocca. He worked as a sharecropper for many years. And um, in the in the fifties, uh, uh, he was uh, able to buy the vineyard of his auntie. So the vineyard he worked as sharecropper for this time, and so he was really proud of this. Uh, it, this vineyard is a vineyard we take in the herd, of course, uh, because it is the first vineyard he bought. Ten years later, in the sixties, uh, he bought the vineyard here in uh, the vineyard of La Valesana, where we have today the the, the cellar. And um, one hectare of vineyard, the close to the to the um, to the vineyard of La Valesana, we have a, a our house, uh, and this house had a small underground cellar. So from that moment, uh, from the seventies, uh, he decided to transform his passion for winemaking into a business. So it was the time; uh, it was a very good time uh, uh, for the Bartolino wine. The seventies and the eighties uh, were a very, very good uh, uh, period for the Bartolino wine. Of course, Bartolino was the main uh, red wine for the Italians, so the wine to take uh, every day on the table. He started the business in the right moment, of course. Uh, he was good in winemaking for sure, uh, and he started. 
started selling this wine, selling the Bardolino, all over the north of Italy. He was uh, he delivered the wine door to door with his truck. Ten years later, in the eighties, uh, my father, who has uh, other working uh, other working experiences in uh, in other wineries here around for ten years, decided to join my father, my grandfather, and they worked together for almost 30 years because fortunately my grandfather uh, worked since the last uh, hours of uh, his life. Today my sister is working with beside my father. My sister Georgia is an enologist. She had uh, the graduation in the Enology University of Verona. After a couple of years of um, where she worked in other wineries here around, she decided to start to work here with my father. So today uh, she is following the vinification, of course, the vine, the, the jobs in the vineyards. I'm more front office uh, uh, because I'm following the relationships with our importers, with our customers, the wine tastings, of course, and all the office jobs. And so we are, all, all the family is, uh, uh, is working here. Of course, my mother is helping us in anything. <laughs> that's, a, that's a really beautiful and important story, Erica, to hear how from the 70s, uh, this is the Mezzadria you're talking about, is that right? Okay, and so the family had been sharecroppers, as you said, perhaps cultivating a little bit of everything because you were a self-contained little farm then and then your your grandfather was able to purchase land and actually become a producer in his own right that's um, an important story in the story of italian wine as well because you know it was such a social change when the mezzadrio was stopped and it's not that long ago we're talking about just a couple of generations and then the winery was built up by your father and now the next generation is there so it's a it's a really important story, and I think that that's important for that continuity in the wines. Let's talk about the wines, the grapes you grow then, and the wines that you make. So uh, we are based uh, in the Bardolino wine region, exactly in Lazise. So in uh, the classical Bardolino wine region, in the heart of the wine region, and uh, our grapes, uh, our main grapes, uh, are four autochthon grapes. The Corvina, Corvinone, Rondinella, and Molinara. They are, of course, probably you, you know for sure the Corvina and Corvinone because they are the queen grapes of Verona. They are our favorite grapes, of course, to give spiciness and red fruit notes to the wine. But at the same time, we love a lot the Rondinella and the Molinara. And Rondinella and Molinara are grapes, are mineral grapes. They, we use them both for uh, Bardolino and Chiaretto. So these two wines that are brother wines, because they are obtained by the same grapes, are fresh and fruity wines. They are exactly mineral wines because, uh, of course, the minerality that comes from our soil, from the particular soil we have here on the lake, it's uh, the most characteristic, is the characteristic uh, uh, of these two wines. Uh, 
Thank you for listening to Italian Wine Podcast. We know there are many of you listening out there, so we just want to interrupt for a small ask. Italian Wine Podcast is in the running for an award, the best podcast listening platform through the Podcast Awards, the People's Choice. Listener nominations is from July 1st to the 31st, and we would really appreciate your vote. We are hoping our listeners will come through for us. So if you have a second and could do this small thing for us, just head to italianwinepodcast.com from July 1st to the 31st and click the link. We thank you and back to the show. Okay, so we're talking about a similar uvaggio or blend of grapes as in Valpolicella, but it's at that terroir, that soil, the rock below the soil that makes a, a different style of wine, a lighter red, would you say? Bardolino, I think of as fresh and delightful red, mainly to drink young. Yeah, sure. The terroir makes uh, real the difference between the Valpolicella and the Bardolino, of course. And uh, yeah, Bardolino, it's uh, a light ruby wine. When you put uh, the wine, uh, the glass of wine on a p- white paper, you can see through uh, this uh, this wine because uh, it is transparent. And uh, I'm, I love to say that uh, it's like uh, a person that has a, an open heart, an open mind, because it is a, a real um, easy, uh, elegant. Uh, so Bardolino is really uh, a wine that is, it's like a, a friend uh, because that uh, it's um, honest uh, and it's, it's really a unique wine. It, it has some uh, characteristics. Um, it's easy to drink. Uh, you can enjoy the, a glass of Bardolino a bit fresh in the summertime, especially during these hot days. Uh, of course, it is a, a wine to enjoy, not exactly very, very young, because it has uh, four or five years uh, of potential aging for sure. But we love to enjoy it uh, in, a, in a couple of years from, uh, from the harvest, of course. The Bardolino has uh, the brother that is the Chiaretto, Obtained by the same grapes, of course, with the rosé vinification, and uh, the Chiaretto, it's uh, the young and fresh brother of the Bartolino. Okay, so the Chiaretto is a rosato, uh, but quite a full-colored rosato. Is that right? Is that how you make it? Yeah, the rosato, uh, it's a uh, lighter uh, pale of rosé. It is. Uh, it has uh, uh, some... Uh, pink and purple sheets of course but it's not dark it's uh it's a very rosy very rosa uh color it's it has a color that uh, it's really lovely and uh, of course uh, we decided to bottle this wine uh, with a twist cap to keep this color as long as we can because you know the rosé wines are very delicate they change they can change the color very quickly so this is why we need uh, an hermetic closure like the twist cap is uh, to keep the color as longer as we can okay and a wine that you really want to drink while it's fresh and young and full of zest and life yeah we have a uh, uh, two rosé two chiaretto of course uh, uh, our Chiaretto Classico is an easy drink wine, a fresh wine, very elegant uh, and mineral, of course. 
And then we have Coraline, that is our uh, selection of Chiaretto. It comes from a selection of grapes because uh, we make, uh, uh, we reduce, of course, the, 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 the production per hectare in order to have more concentration of, uh, to, to have better quality grapes. Coraline is an aromatic rosé wine because we work in the cellar with the fine leaves before the fermentation in order to give more wine and perfumes to this wine. We recommend to enjoy the classical Chiaretto in uh, two or three years from the bottling. Coraline, that is our selection rosé, our selection Chiaretto, it's uh, a wine that has a longer life. It is bottled with, uh, with the cork, not with the twist cap. To, to let the wine evolve during the aging. And it's a wine to enjoy in five, six years uh, uh, from the vintage, from the harvest. Okay, so uh, that's that's very interesting, the two different styles of Chiaretto. Chiaretto, to me, is one of the most um, interesting of all Italian rosatos. I love it because it, it has a lot of um, fullness of flavor, as well as being uh, quite light to drink on a hot summer day. Now, I'm imagining, Erika, that on these hot days when you're finished in the office or your sister's finished in the cantina, you like to go down and cool off by the lake. I'm imagining Laziz and Bardolino itself and all those lovely um, restaurants along the waterfront, people out in boats. This is a, These are wines to really enjoy and in this delightful place where you live and work. But honestly, uh, we are enjoying uh, the Chiaretto all, uh, all year long because uh, what uh, makes uh, this wine unique is that um, it is a very easy drink wine. So Chiaretto, it's amazing when it's paired together with uh, a pasta, but it is much more amazing when it is matched with a pizza. So you can enjoy a glass of Chiaretto with a pizza in the winter time as well. Of course, <laughs> now in this time with these hot days, uh, Chiaretto is it, when you have a chilled glass, glass of Chiaretto, it makes you feel much better. But it is not just a summer wine, of course, especially uh, both the Chiaretto Classico and the Coraline. They are both mineral wines, so they are wines that um, keep the mouth clean. So if you try them with uh, pet foods, like it could be a hamburger or fried foods, fried vegetables, fried fish. They, they keep the mouth refrigerated and clean. So uh, this is why we love to call them exactly table wines. Of course, they are VOC wines, uh, but they are wines to enjoy every day at the table. Okay, wines to above all enjoy with food. Now, let's talk about the foods of your area of, um, of the Bardolino area, but of the Veronese, the Cucina Veronese, um, some of the favorite dishes, some of the dishes that you and your family would eat typically at home and foods that go well with your wines. Of course, uh, about the Bardolino, we love to match uh, uh, this red wine uh, with um, um the bread with salami, you know, uh, salame, the soppressa veronese is the most uh, 
popular local cold cut of Verona because, you know, in our tradition, we were using the past to have uh, the farmers had always uh, the pork and they were used during the winter time to prepare the cold cuts. Uh, so the typical merenda uh, of the farmers, so the break, they, the break time you, they have uh, in the mid-morning, uh, uh, was Bartolino wine with uh, the bread with salami. Uh, so we keep this tradition during the harvest time as well. So when we are harvesting in September, the guys uh, have uh, normally at 10 in the morning, they have a break, a second breakfast uh, with bread and salami. This is a tradition we, we love to keep on. Uh, of course, Pardolino, it's uh, a fresh wine. It is amazing paired together with fish, especially with uh, very delicate fish like just uh, uh, a grilled fish because Bardolino it's an elegant wine. It doesn't cover the flavor of the foods you are mm, eating. Uh, of course, yeah, we have the fish of the lake. Uh, like the Lucio, Tinka, so we, the, the most, uh, uh, popular main course here in, uh, in, on the Lake Garda is the risotto with Tinka that is a, a risotto that has a lot of taste, uh, because this fish is prepared with herbs and, uh, and aromas, of course. And so the Chiaret, both the Chiaret and Bardolino are very nice put together with this wine. That sounds, that sounds delicious. I've not had that. So that would be typical in a lakeside restaurant. Yeah, sure. Uh, these are really typical uh, foods. Of course, we are in our tradition. For example, my mother is uh, is able to prepare the, the risotto with pink and the risotto with the fish of the lake. During the winter time, for example, the main course of Verona, the main food, the most popular and typical food of Verona is the bolito with the pera, so the boiled meat with this pera is a special sauce that is made with bread, parmesan, and um, and it is it has a long cook, uh, it takes about 3-4 hours to make this sauce, and this sauce is normally served with boiled meat. Bartolino it's the perfect wine for the... Oh, I've enjoyed the pera in Verona. It's um, it is so typical of Verona. Outside of your area, you'll never see the pera. No, but you have to try it because pera it's uh, it's love at <laughs> first taste. <laughs> yeah, with simple boiled meats. Yeah. Again, that Bardolino helping to cut the richness of the dish. Yeah. Because we are um, used to enjoy the Bartolino fresh in the summertime, but in wintertime we serve the Bartolino at room, we are used to serve the Bartolino at room temperature. Bartolino has an evolution uh, during the, its life, uh, and so it became spicier when uh, it, uh, the temperature outside uh, is uh, cooler. So the spiciness is amazing uh, when you we, when you enjoy this wine together with uh, such a warm dish like the bolito with pera. Yes, that sounds absolutely delicious. And some wonderful cheeses from Montebaldo as well. Sure. The Monteveronese is the most, uh, yeah, Monteveronese is the most uh, uh, popular, the most famous uh, cheese of Montebaldo. It has different aging uh, and, uh, of 
course, it's uh, it's our favorite cheese. Uh, I love it both uh, the younger, uh, like it could be uh, the fresh cacciatella or the 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 vecchio, the stravecchio, that is stravecchio that are very intense cheeses. Sure, and again, wonderful with your wines. Sure, sure, especially with the Bardolino. Well, Erica, it's been wonderful to talk to you this morning to share. To gain a, a, a sense of where you are, I hope our listeners have been transported to your wine estate, uh, to Lake Garda, imagining a heat that is perhaps excessive at the moment. And I'm hoping it won't be too excessive and the vines can survive. Vines are very durable, I know. But nonetheless, uh, this is a very uh, challenging time for wine growers with uh, the lack of water as well. So. I hope that the summer proceeds well and you have a very good harvest. Now, can can our listeners, if they find themselves in the area, visit the wine estate? Of course, we are here on our website. You can find all the information to book your wine tasting. Uh, our wine tasting is an experience to taste our wines together with some local cheeses and cold cuts, of course, like Salame and the Monte Veronese. Uh, so if you are here around, we, we really love to welcome uh, anyone who wants to join us. And uh, thank you so much, Mark, because it was a great pleasure to be here. And I really hope to uh, take you here on this hills uh, in the south days, of course. Uh, and I really hope to now you have the uh, wish to come here on the Lake Garda. I really have the wish to come and visit and see Lake Garda again and uh, and visit the Marchesini Wine Estate. So thank you, Erica. I hope to see you soon. Grazie. Grazie. Thank you so much. Mark. Grazie, a presto. Arrivederci. Arrivederci. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of Wine, Food and Travel with me, Mark Millen, on Italian Wine Podcast. Please remember to like, share and subscribe right here or wherever you get your pods. Likewise, you can visit us at italianwinepodcast.com. Until next time, chin chin. I'm Joy Livingston, and I am the producer of the Italian Wine Podcast. Thank you for listening. We are the only wine podcast that has been doing a daily show since the pandemic began. This is a labor of love, and we are committed to bringing you free content every day. Of course, this takes time and effort, not to mention the cost of equipment, production, and editing. We would be grateful for your donations, suggestions, requests, and ideas. For more information on how to get in touch, go to italianwinepodcast.com.